Hello and welcome to Portal, the human design podcast. You are currently tuned into Under the Influence, where we explore and unpack the planetary transits, aka the dance that the planets are doing currently and how that might be influencing us here on Earth. Should you choose to partake in this, please know that what we are referring to our planetary energetics, these kind of archetypes that can help us if we use them as signposts and markers, as relatively objective kind of uh, reflection points, places where we can go and see patterning. Now, before we get into the transits for December 19th through December 25th, um, I'm going to invite you to slow down Take a deep breath in through your nose, soften your belly, open your mind. And if you aren't already, just begin to perceive this information as possibility. You know, you are possibility. There's lots of possibility all around us all the time. And as we unpack this week's planetary transits, I would ask that you interface with them as possibilities, as almost accountability keepers, the planets as accountability keepers who are influencing us, who are asking us to see our own behavioral patterns, see where those behavioral patterns come from, ask relatively soberly, hey, are these patterns actually still serving us? And if the answer is no, Look to the planets, look to the archetypes, look to trust in our kind of higher self to guide us, to say, all right, how can I do this better? How can I do this in a way that is born from the frequency of love as opposed to fear? Now, this week we are going to be focusing on a few different things. I want to touch on the kind of um, overall distillation before we get in to the actual juice here because... Many of you are probably experiencing some of these themes. In fact, I know myself, Alyssa Trube. Hello, everybody. Um, You know, I've needed a little bit of a break because quite frankly, and I haven't been on here because of that, quite frankly, it feels like the end or the culmination of a two, two and a half year cycle. Maybe even we could say a three year cycle, but certainly a two, two and a half year cycle that feels like it's coming to a close, feels like it's not closed yet, nor will it be in this moment, but that we're coming to the precipice of what is new, right? All endings are beginnings, and it feels like there's a lot of reflection, a lot of information that needs to be integrated. So if you are feeling that way, you know, as you listen to this, don't feel like you need to come to conclusions as you listen, but do know that a lot of what I'm going to speak to today is exactly that. It's information, and it's information that is asking us to integrate it. That way we can actually make the change or the changes that need to be made in order for us to move into the possibility, the new possibility, the possibility that you we have not yet imagined because we have been too conditioned to do so. So as you listen to this, Please remember that the actual most important thing that we can do to decondition is to follow our strategy and authority. 
right? Strategy and authority is given by type. And while it seems so mundane, it is actually quite magical in the sense that it does strip us of our conditioning. How so? Well, it brings us face to face with our inner authority. So please keep that in mind as I take us through what we are going to focus on distilled, and then we will dive into the nuance. So first and foremost, we are transitioning tomorrow, December 20th, into Capricorn season as we hit the winter solstice, the shortest day of the year. And we usher in the shortest day of the year as the sun moves into the gate 10. And the gate 10 is a roll gate in human design. It's Capricorn ruled. It's all about behavior. And the earth is going to transition from the gate 12, the gate of caution or standstill, um, a Gemini gate into the gate 15, a Cancerian gate, the kind of axis of the 1015 is all about behavior of the self and utilizing extremes, the gate 15, to find balance in that behavior. So, you know, that's the stage in the spotlight. And we'll get to that, but think about that stage for a second. Using extremes to find balance in our behavior, in our direction in life, and using those extremes to help us to hone our actual behavior, right? The gate 10 is the unique behavior of the self, treading on the tail of the tiger. And so that is where this is all going to play out. So as a distillation here, what we're focusing on, okay, the moon, Venus, Saturn, the moon being, you know, our emotions, our spiritual life, um, Venus being our standards, our values, and what we are embodying, and then Saturn being where we need to bring our discernment, where we need maybe more structure um, or a sort of uh, boundaried approach. And remember here, we are at the end of a a two-year cycle where Saturn has been moving through Aquarius, and it is at the very end of that cycle. So the moon, Venus, and Saturn are where, you know, the program, where the Maya wants us to focus. And that focus is where, you know, we're kind of, we're finding, where can we find safety in relationship? Is it in ourselves or is it in the other? You know, and what are we using? What are we willing even? What are we willing to fight for? And how can we persevere? How can we preserve our integrity as individuals through our behavior as we find and cultivate safety in relationships, as we fight for what our values are, as we feel into what is worth upholding as far as our values go? And what's really interesting about this focus here is that it is for sure pertaining to relationships. So you can really ask yourself, you know, when I said, (laughs) how do you, how do you find, how do you create safety in a relationship? You know, is it about me? Is it about the other? What's it about? If you have not put, been put through the ringer on that in the last couple of years, you might be really tapped out. 
of reality because I'm pretty positive that everybody has been moving through these spaces as Saturn, the planet of discipline and discernment and boundaries, has transited through Aquarius, which is incredibly interpersonal. So really ask yourself that. Ask yourself that. Hey, is my focus here? Now, what the program wants us to communicate about or it's pushing into our awareness that we can communicate about it are the changes. The change that we are aspiring to move toward. Right? And trusting in the kind of uncontrived, the uncontrived nature of our process can we trust in that, right? As we, as, as we move forward, as we move toward what we are aspiring to be, more loving, more trusting, you know, more boundaried, more open, feeling more safe, feeling more resourced in our own experiences, feeling like we can trust the truth of our experience as we're moving toward what we aspire to be, to embody, how can we trust the uncontrived nature of our process? And when we can trust that uncontrived nature of our individual process, can we see how it keeps us grounded in the now? Okay, so that's what we might find that we're communicating about. We might feel kind of inspired to talk about the change, the progress that we, that we feel driven toward. And, and we might feel really motivated right now. We might feel a little bit ambitious in that change. And can we see how big picture... It's about trusting, you know, it's about trusting what we focus on. It's about trusting that ability to preserve your natural integrity. How? By being boundaried, by being clear, by telling the truth. It's incredibly windy here if you can hear that in the background. Okay, so we're focusing on relational dynamics. We're focusing on how we can, you know, stay in integrity through those relational dynamics we are focusing on the change that we are aspiring to embody and trusting our process as we move toward these kind of new ways of showing up ways that are healthier for us ways that are healthier for the other and as we are doing that as we are focused on that and communicating about those things we're probably learning a lot about being non-reactive right we're you know the communication piece is Mar- uh, excuse me, Mars and Mercury and Jupiter, right? And then you get the learning coming from Uranus and Neptune and Pluto. And those planets, which are, of course, much slower moving than the former, those planets are asking us not to react emotionally to crisis. You know, and they're doing that by putting us all collectively for the last couple of weeks under the influence of the channel of transitoriness, a channel that takes the gate of progress and change, this gate that is literally hungry for experiences. And that gate is connected with the gate of crisis, right? When we throw ourselves into new experiences, into progress, we usually meet crisis, not because progress is bad, but because there's newness there. And so these planets that the program is teaching us through are teaching us that we don't need to react emotionally to crisis. But if we can be receptive, if we can be present and we can be receptive through the experience of the crisis and we can accept our limits, then we can transcend those limits. How? Not by force, but by simply being receptive to the experience. 
to asking what's there, to being realistic. And in those spaces, from those spaces come this ability to transcend our limits and become more mature, especially emotionally, right? It's a maturation cycle. It's experiential. It's sharing. And then can we share it? Can we share what we've learned? Not just through words, but also through our actions by embodying the wisdom that we just learned, okay? So that's the focus. That's the, what we are communicating about, and that is what we are learning. That's the distillation. Now, I want to move into the actual kind of notes I have and transits around the sun and the earth. So the sun has been, over the last week, sitting in the gate 11. This is an Ajna-based gate. It's the gate of peace, of ideas, of sharing. And this is an archetype, of course, that is very N degrees of Sagittarius, and it in its highest expression, it's asking us to assess. Hey, can you assess what's happening before you take action? Can you assess what's happening before you take action? Now, sometimes, especially because we are conditioned to respond from our mind, we just want to take action immediately when we feel reactive, right? But if, if we've been learning that we need to slow down and that we need to not be emotionally reactive toward crisis then we can really lean on this gate 11 and what we've learned over the last week. Hey, assess before you take action. Okay, and then be really cautious, right? The, the gate 11 is the sister to the gate 12. These two sit on an axis, the gate 11 ruled by Sagittarius, the gate 12 ruled by Gemini of course opposites both mutable fire and air and the gate 12 that gate of caution asks us to you know it it almost acts like a toggle switch on or off if it's off it says hey look slow down pause full stop assess see what's happening here notice your mood Notice how you're feeling. Are you actually in the mood to speak? Are you actually in the mood to take action? If not, it's probably better to pause. And then if the toggle switch is on, then it's like, yes, I am in the mood to speak. Yes, I'm in the mood to take action. Yes, I'm in the mood to go. And if so, if the mood caters, then okay, cool. Put that idea, put that new idea that you've taken a time to assess, now put it into action. But also notice themes of caution and abandon. You know, notice that axis. Notice the reactivity that can, can live there. Okay. So as the sun and earth have just finished their dance through those gates, the sun moving from the gate 11 slides into the gate 10. The gate 10, the individual behavior of the self. This is, like I alluded to earlier, a role gate, meaning that when you interact with the gate 10, you want to do so through your personality and design lines. Now, your personality and design lines are also known as your profile. So if you're looking at your body graph and you're looking at the little boxed numbers on the side, what you'll notice is that your personality, sun and earth, the placement of the sun and earth the moment you were born, are in the same line. Right? It might be a line six, it might be a line five, it might be line four, three, two, or one. 
And then on the flip side, your design sun and earth, 88 degrees before you were born, they are in the same line. Okay, so when we're looking at the gate 10, and we're looking at any roll gate, what we do is we say, okay, what is my personality and design? What are the lines there? That is, as you decondition, most likely how you are going to meet the world. And so when we're looking at behavior, you can really get a good reflection here, kind of taking a, a moment of taking stock, I should say. What is my profile? So for instance, let's say that you are a six line. You're a six line personality. Well, okay, this gate 10 this roll gate that says, what is your behavior? It's asking you, are you one? Let's say you're a six, two profile. Okay. So six is your personality. Two is your design. This gate is asking you, are you actually behaving? Are you actually being the role model? Are you actually, you know, sitting kind of aloof as the objective observer? Are you trusting what you're seeing? Are you looking at the big picture, right? Are you playing the access of sympathetic, apathetic? You know, are you blaming? Are you taking responsibility for? And then on the design side, which is more of like your nature, your, you know, your energetic, your physical nature, as opposed to your perceived self, which is the personality, are you, in this specific example, the 6-2, are you taking time to be in your hermitage? Are you dancing to the beat of your own drum? You know, are you giving yourself space to be alone? To be alone and in your own flow? So is your behavior organically kind of meshing up with your profile? And if you're going, you know what, it's not. Let's say you're a 5-1, okay, and your personality is here to be seducer, seduced, right, the fifth line, the general, kind of in to save the day or not, and the first line, pursuer, pursued, and you're in your, in your design, in your nature, the investigator, let's say your actions are not, your behavior is not meshing up with that, then you can ask yourself, okay, have I been following my strategy and authority lately? And if you're like, you know, that's kind of a hard question for me to answer, then go back to the emotional themes. If you're a generator, have I been feeling more frustration or have I been feeling more satisfaction? If it's the former and you're feeling more frustration, then chances are you probably haven't been following your strategy and authority and therefore your behavior probably hasn't been reflecting your profile. Now, again, we don't want to force symptoms of something we don't want to copy symptoms of the five one profile the 60 profile or whatever your profile is the one three the four one you know the, the two five the five two we don't want to force those things we want to use them as objective perspectives and when the sun moves into the gate 10 you're going to get lit up what do i mean your behavioral patterns are going to get lit up so can you look at them objectively and say, hmm, 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 this one's not feeling so good anymore. It's time to make a change here. 
or wow, I've come so far on this. It's feeling really good for me. It's feeling really nourishing. It's feeling really grounding. I'm feeling really clear. Great. You know, as the sun moves through this gate, that's what it's asking us. It's asking us to take stock of our behavior. And that sometimes is a really hard thing to do because we've been so conditioned that there is a right way to behave. Guess what? There isn't. There is not a right way to behave. So decondition that shit. And how? Follow your strategy and authority. Yes? Okay. Now, as the sun sits in that gate 10, speaking of no one right way to behave, we get the earth grounded into the gate 15. The gate 15 is the gate of extremes, meaning it's natural and healthy to have extremes. Now, if you feel disoriented to what I'm talking about with extremes, think about the seasons. Within the seasons, we have extremes. In fact, right now, we are sitting at an extreme. The winter solstice is part of the extreme, just like the summer solstice is, right? And the equinox, both of them, autumn and spring, are the kind of, the, the, they too are extremes, but they are not the extreme, right? They're the equilibrium. They're 50-50. Winter, summer are not 50-50. Right? Right now we lean more toward darkness. Summer we lean more toward light. And so this this gate 15, this Cancerian gate says, look, extremes are a natural part of all cycles. There's always going to be a low. There's always going to be a season that's really dark. There's always going to be a real high and a season that's really light. And so if we if we stop resisting those things, then we can integrate them and we can use them to help us feel attuned to what kind of behavior is appropriate for us right now. And so this is where, to me, this is the perfect time of the year to be objective and kind of sit and observe, hey, am I feeling in alignment with my behavior? And again, if, you're, if you get a no to that, you know, or you feel like if you're a projector, you've been feeling a lot more bitterness than success. Or if you're a manifester, you're like, I've been pissed all the time. I'm angry. I've been feeling no peace at all, right? Emotional themes. That's what I'm referring to here. Or you're a generator and you're going, yeah, oof, Liz, I've been sitting way more on the side of frustration as opposed to the side of feeling satisfaction. That's okay. Don't go down a shame spiral. Don't feel guilty about it. Just notice it objectively. And then notice how you can shift it from within. Notice how you can shift your attitude about things. That's what the gate 15 is all about. It's about the attitude of things. Both the gate 10 and the gate 15 live in the G center. The G center is the most mystical of centers. It is home to the magnetic monopole and it is a frequency game. Whether you have it defined or not does not matter. It's all about frequency. The G center attracts likeness. How does it attract? It attracts based on frequency. Notice the frequency you are holding and then look at your environment and notice how your environment reflects it right back to you. And of course, that's part of the gate 10 and the gate 15, the, the game of behavior, the game of attitude. How does your attitude drive your behavior? How does your attitude that drives your behavior drive your frequency? Right? So it's all connected here. And that's what for the next week, essentially, we are sitting in 
is this axis of Capricorn Cancer, the beginning of Capricorn season. What's our attitude? Right? What is our attitude? What is the quality of our behavior that allows us to express a proper balance? Well, there's no one balance that's perfect. There's no one behavior that's perfect. Okay? So check in with yourself. Am I feeling more satisfied, more successful, more peaceful, more surprised? Or am I leaning toward the other way? Objectively assess and then notice what your attitude is. Okay? So you get it. I know you get it. Along with that axis, we're also going to look at the 4424 axis. So right now, the south node is sitting in the gate 44. This is a Scorpio ruled gate. And the north node is sitting in the gate 24, a Taurus ruled gate. Now, (laughs) if behavior uh, of the self and your attitude wasn't personal enough, it's going to get a little bit more personal because what we're looking at now is not just how does my attitude impact my behavior, but relationally, how does my attitude impact my behavior? And how does my attitude about how interactions with other people should go impact those interactions? How does my mind impact my interactions with other people? So let's kind of unpack this because as you know, the nodes are, you know, the south node is representing where we're coming from, the lessons we've learned to get to the north node. And, you know, it's always a dance back and forth. We're never just heading in one direction, in my opinion. It's always kind of like an oscillation. Take the past, allow it to equip us for the future, be in the now, right? So what we get here, the gate 44, that Scorpio ruled gate where the south node is sitting is this gate called coming to meet. It is a splenic gate, very survival oriented, and it, it wants safety. Okay. So what it does is it embeds in its, it, in its body, this kind of memory. And sometimes this gate can actually manipulate memory, but regardless, it's all about alertness and it's alertness through the senses, through sense of smell, through taste, through touch, but especially through smell. Now this gate has a fear of the past. Why? Because it's basing its present on patterns that it has been able to recognize. Oh, whenever I smell that in a place, that means there's mold there. That means it's not safe, right? Oh, whenever I see a person do this thing, that means that they're probably, they don't have integrity in their behavior or their word. Mm, I'm going to be a little bit alert or cautious, right? So there's pattern recognition in this gate 44. And that pattern recognition kind of feeds the gate 24. The gate 24 is the gate of rationalization. It's sitting up in the Ajna, right? Reaching for the gate 61, the gate of inner truth or mystery. And this gate of rationalization has a pressure to resolve thought processes. Okay. So right here, you can almost look at the south north node 
access currently as, hey, where am I jumping to conclusions? Where am I making assumptions? Where am I looking for things to be a certain way? Where am I getting stuck? Because I'm feeling the pressure for a mental answer. And so I'm using patterns to just jump to a conclusion and then closing the door going, well, that's just how it is. As opposed to using patterns to ask questions and to get clear, right? Using patterns to inquire about what's happening and then allow our mind to kind of sit in a space of possibility. The gate 24 is kind of addicted to having the answer. And so can we actually trust our process, right? As we talked about with what we're, what we're kind of communicating about, can we trust our process to show us patterns and to see how those patterns fit into the whole and to see how relationally we can use patterns to ask questions and share our experience in a compassionate way. And for a lot of us right now, I would argue that I would argue that what we're learning about, what we're seeing, what we're maybe you could even say being challenged by is insight into how we want to be, insight into the progress that could be made. And we're maybe feeling a little bit ambitious about embodying that new way, embodying that progress, right? Embodying our values and kind of rejecting what we don't value. And as we do that, can we be slow to judge others? Can we be slow to distrust? Can we be slow to judge other people's shadows when we see them? And instead, create safety within ourselves by recognizing patterns and then allowing our process to orient us based on the information that's coming in to the behavior we need to embody in order to stay in integrity. And can we keep room for extremes when they're needed? Not extremes of emotional reactivity, right? We've been learning this as we under we excuse me, as we sit under the transit of the 35, 36 being lit up for literally everybody in the collective, right? As Neptune has been sitting in the 36 and Mars retrograding in and out of the 35 over the last handful of months. So not extremes of emotional reactivity, right? The gate of extremes is not emotional. It's in the G center. It's logical. But can we use pattern recognition? Can we hold space for silence? Can we not jump to conclusions? Can we not rationalize behavior and instead use those patterns to see ourselves and others and others and ourselves and then be really in integrity about setting boundaries, being direct and telling the truth? This is part of what we've learned over the last two years. Now, I want to add another layer to this. And what I mean by the last two years is the last two years as Saturn, the planet of discernment and boundaries and time and discipline has transited through Aquarius, the gate of the humanitarian, of the community. Okay, so think about that and think about your own experience in relationships. Think about your willingness to show up in a relationship and be alert. But to not be fearful, 
right? This is where this conversation kind of comes back to, okay, if we are all, you know, tuned in to the same program, which we are, and then we're all having similar experiences, even though they might have different flavors or textures or colors, they're similar. So as Aquarius has been home for Saturn for the last couple of years, and as that starts to come to a close here, what have we collectively learned? What have we collectively learned? And can we use what we've learned to inform our new behaviors? Can we use what we've learned to allow for progress? Not progress that's just all love and light and lovey-dovey and no boundaries, but progress that says, hey, look, my boundaries, the, the feeling of me as an individual, feeling resourced in myself, giving my process time, allowing for understanding, allowing for clarity, right? The gate 24, allowing for this kind of resolution naturally and spontaneously, you know, almost a resolution of of concepts or an understanding, a natural and spontaneous process where I can transform what I didn't know into something I knew? Can I allow it to empower me when I'm in moments where I feel unsafe? Can I feel resourced from within? And rather than looking for safety in my environment, can I feel resource enough based on my pattern recognition to know, oh, I've learned this lesson before, I need to set a boundary here. Not because the other person's bad or evil, we're not demonizing anyone. We all have shadow in us. But because I remember how last time when I didn't assert myself or I didn't assert a boundary, I actually created a, com- a, com- a situation excuse me, that was really uncomfortable and not healthy for either person. Okay, so can I, can I take a moment to assert that boundary? Not to punish the other person, but because I'm noticing in my pattern recognition that it's time to set that boundary. Okay. And then don't look to make the other person bad. That's what we're learning here. That's what we've learned immensely over the last couple of years. Now, another thing I want to speak to is the fear of the other that has been instilled as the nodes continue to move through the 2444. Just notice how you respond to the other in any given situation, because that gate 44 is, like I said, it's survival oriented. It's safety oriented. And in its highest expression, it is synergy. It is synarchy. It is teamwork. But what do you need to work as a team? You need trust and you need understanding. So as we sit in these nodes, notice how the south node equips us. Recognize the patterns. That will give you safety. That will give you understanding. As you do that, you can set boundaries. You can have this kind of insight into where you need to go and how you need to be and what your behavior needs to be to be in integrity with what you know and you value. And that is the only thing we need to create teamwork is trust and clarity and understanding and communication and the embodiment of our values as we notice patterns. Okay, so those are the nodes. And the last thing I want to leave you with here is 
just notice if you are expecting things to go a certain way, okay? Notice any preconditions that you are holding, meaning and notice any conditions that you are kind of projecting onto the situation that you feel like need to be fulfilled before other things can happen, okay? And if they're they're personal, if they're like, hey, I need to finish my process here, I need to understand more, great. Take the time to self-reflect, take the time to understand. But do not show up pushing those things onto other people because everybody's having their own experience, right? We know that by where the earth is moving into, the gate of extremes. A gate that says, I see my extremes and I accept my extremes and therefore I can accept your extremes. Yes? Okay, let's move on. As I touched on earlier, we have Venus, the planet of values, aesthetic, money, relationships, communication, right? Anything that we value. Very, very straightforward. Moving through the gate 38. And the gate 38 is the gate of the fighter. It is also Capricorn, right? Capricorn is Cardinal Earth. It's leadership. But this gate 38, this transit says, hey, look, do you actually know what values are worth embodying even if they're a struggle? Do you know what's worth struggling for? Do you know what's worth fighting for? And this is a really good question to ask because this gate is individual, it's mutative. And so if each of us as individuals can get clear on what we are willing to fight for, which values we are willing to fight for, let's say I have a value that's like, look, I don't, I don't want to be on this earth to just overwork. I don't want to go to an office every day and overwork and spend my whole life doing something just for a paycheck. Okay, well, how am I embodying that value? Am I doing it in an apathetic way where my behavior is blaming and it makes me get stuck and I'm not actually able to be constructive or empowered? Or am I embodying that value through my behavior in a way that is empowered and dynamic? Okay, so Venus. Mercury, the planet of communication, is moving through the gate 54, the gate of ambition. And so this is where kind of bringing some attention to how am I communicating? What is my internal intellectual process like right now? And can I be in a space, not of blind ambition, but of self-aware ambition, of inspiration, What do I feel inspired by? What do I aspire to be? And how can I use my values, Venus, to make that come to fruition? Okay. Now, we are wrapping up a collective transit, meaning collectively we have all been sitting under the influence of the channel of transitoriness. This is a manifesting channel. It moves the energy of the gate 36 in the emotional solar plexus up to the throat to the gate 35 the gate of progress or change and the gate 35 has had mars sitting in it it will be moving out soon but it will you know once it goes direct it will move back over this gate so really watch these themes here um neptune the planet of dreams and illusion and projection has been moving through the the 36 and just a couple of weeks ago we had neptune go direct right neptune was also in retrograde through the fall so what we're getting lately is this kind of this sense of deja vu this sense of 
you know, vividness in dreams, even with the node, with the south node in the gate 44, um, even that could kind of lend itself to this feeling of deja vu, right? It's pattern recognition, it's memory. So right now there might be some of this kind of um, almost like, a th and we're at the solstice, the winter solstice. So this kind of thinning veil, right? This kind of intuition, this body awareness that's almost ahead of the mind. And as we wrap up this collective transit with the channel of transitoriness being defined in everybody for the last handful of weeks, you can ask yourself, what did I learn from my experience? In fact, that is the takeaway question of this channel. This channel doesn't lend itself to um, an awareness or a clarity like some of the other emotional channels do, but it's experiential. It's sharing, right? It wants to have experiences and share experiences and then share what it learned through the experience. And so the highest kind of expression of this channel, the healthiest expression of this channel is to move through an experience for the sake of the embodied enrichment that you will under, that you will, you know, undergo as you move through the experience. What is, what did I learn from that experience? What is my, what experiential wisdom did I glean from this thing that I've gone through? So that is the question here. And it's a question that you can pull through all of time. What am I learning from my experience? Right, this channel, though it can be a struggle, though it can be challenging, it lends an emotional intelligence and a maturity that comes from the gate 36, the gate of crisis. If we can move through a crisis or an experience embodied, if we can move through it present, okay, now, I also want to touch on Saturn, which we've talked about a little bit already through this episode, but Saturn is hanging out in the gate 49 and the gate 49 does not mess around. Okay. This is, you know, the, the channel of synthesis, the 1949 is a tribal channel. It's the channel of marriage. It's bonds made, bonds broken. And if the 19 is the bond made, the 49 is the bond broken. Now, this does not mean that you need to start breaking bonds. What it means is, are my relationships reflective of my value? Am I embodying my value in relationships? And if not, if I'm rejecting it, am I rejecting it based on the egoical kind of power or pressure? Or am I doing it because I'm like, hey, I've already brought to the table that these are my values and this is what I'm embodying and this is what I need you to embody if we're going to be in this relationship. And you're not. So now I have to reject Okay, so that's interpersonal. But on a personal level, can we see how what we accept or what we reject perpetuates behaviors? It perpetuates cycles. It perpetuates, you know, interpersonal behaviors and cycles and also personal ones. So can we see how in rejecting, not through our mouth, but through our action, right? This is root to emotional center. Through our behavior, through our relationships, can we see how rejecting values that no longer serve us actually allow us to create a revolution? This is the last time Saturn's moving through this gate for another 30 years, right? So let these lessons, let these questions imprint on you. What have I learned from my experience? How can I better embody my values? How can I trust pattern recognition to help me feel clear? 
How can I set better boundaries? How can I be more discerning? Not because I need to protect myself, not because I need to punish anyone, but because I want to feel safe and resourced and clear in my own experience so that other people can feel safe and resourced and clear in their experiences. And look, y'all, if you're listening to this right now, this is not easy shit. But we are all incredibly adaptable and resilient and we have the innate ability to learn from what has gone wrong or what has gone well. Okay, so let yourself adapt here. It's time to adapt. We're closing out a cycle. Move slow. Take your time. You know, really, if you're having a lot of, if you're kind of closing out the last week with a lot of ideas and kind of rapid fire, write them down. Don't feel like you need to take action on them. Notice how they impact your attitude and notice how your attitude impacts your behavior. Okay. Um, We are obviously moving right up to a Capricorn new moon as the sun enters Capricorn. Uh, You know, anytime it's a new season, we're always very quickly behind that, met with uh, a new moon. And so we will be met with that new moon in the next couple weeks here, December 23rd, or next couple days, I'm sorry, December 23rd, we'll have that new moon and that will be in the gate 10. So these, this is again, that gate of behavior, unique behavior of the self. It's a roll gate. So if you are going to distill this whole conversation down, really let yourself be aware of how does my attitude drive my behavior? How does my behavior create a frequency? And this is literal physical behavior. This is the behavior of your mindscape, of your thought patterns, of your relationships, right? Look at it really macro. Look at it big, big picture. Okay. Remember, it can all be used in your favor. All of it. What is my behavior? How can I adapt? How can I love myself deeper? Because attitude and behavior are very much tied to self-love and self-trust. Okay. This whole world would be incredibly different if we loved ourselves because we would not be as receptive to conditioning. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, You will hear from me for the first week of January um, when we move into our new year. Technically, that won't happen through the lens of human design until we hit Aquarius season, but we'll have multiple starts to the year, which always feels good. So what is my behavior? What is my behavior? How does my attitude drive my behavior? How does my attitude dictate what frequency I'm holding? And what do I want to do about that? Okay, slow down. It's it's turning in time, right? That gate 15 When the earth sits in that gate 15, it's saying to us, look, people, slow down. (laughs) You're at the extreme, the winter solstice, where it's time to slow down. It's time to turn within. And in just six months from now, it'll be flipped on its opposite, where the sun will be sitting in the gate 15, and it'll be time to go. And you will be ready to go because you slowed down, and your behavior will be attuned, and you will be sitting pretty. So go within right now. Take the time to slow down. Take the time to focus on how you can preserve your individual integrity 
as you set better boundaries in your relationships, as you show up more clearly in your relationships, take the time to communicate in your journal to yourself and your thought processes with the people around you. How you are embodying the change that you know is going to be healthy for you to embody. The trust in your process. You know, take your ambition and and meet it. Meet the moment. And use that ambition holistically with awareness, not blindly with greed. And allow yourself to learn how your receptivity can allow you to really extract from any experience the experiential wisdom and how being receptive to the experience allows you to feel the limits of the experience and that receptivity, that learning allows you the next time you have that experience to transcend it. Okay. All right, y'all cheers. I will see you on the other side. Enjoy. If you have any questions, you can find me at Alyssa Trube at Alyssa underscore Trube. Um, right now, both myself and Cheyenne are in a little bit of a transition. So we will update you soon. We're going to start to do some interviews um, on this. Again, we'll pick that up. So if you are someone who's looking to have some insight into your human design body graph and you're already familiar with human design, you can go to the link tree that's in Alyssa underscore Trube, T-R-O-O-B as in boy. You can go to my link tree in my Instagram profile and you can schedule a podcast interview where you'll get some insight into your human design body graph and anyone listening will get insight into human design as they hear your story. Cheyenne and I will interview you um, and of course we will continue to do these under the influence episodes. So cheers and like I said, I will see you on the other side.